Welcome, everyone, to the X Factor Files podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Daryl. We're with the Bun Buns. Yes. Um, it is a very blustery day to quote Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Poor Hopefully. Piglet would fly away. Yeah. Gus up to 50, apparently, is oh. a thing today. But the greenhouse is still holding steady. Yeah. There's a lot of like random big rock things in the garden anchoring it. Mm. So the seedlings are doing okay. Yeah, it's warm enough now, and it's only going to get warmer this week. Sort of. The lows are in the high 30s. But the highs are getting higher. Yes. So Wednesday, the tomatoes and peppers will go back outside that I brought in this morning, and the celery and the herbs. And at some point this week, I will actually turn the beds and start planting Mm. all the direct sow stuff. Yeah. Like the kale, the radishes, those need to go in, the beets, the turnips. Mm-hmm. We love a good root vegetable. You do. I do. I tolerate them. Yes. You really love them. They're so tasty. And we've had a busy weekend. I mean, we, did. we ran around all day yesterday. It was a whirlwind uh, activity. Yeah. So there's family stuff with your dad's birthday, and that was up in northern Minnesota. Before then, we had a local comic show, um, which was really cool. I wish we could have spent more time there, but... Also, if only the 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 comic community... The smells. ...would bathe a bit more would help. I mean, I can't speak because I did forget deodorant yesterday, and by the end of the day, I was ripe. But I could not smell you. I could smell all those other people collectively. You did. There was a food truck with cheese curds. Yeah, so I did get some cheese curds. So that made it better. And and we found okay. So the this is a local small show that was in a slightly larger venue than the show like three weeks ago. Yeah. So there were toy vendors in addition to like a ton of comic vendors and some comic vendors I don't know if I've run into before. Unfortunately, they had no ATM on site. So I had pulled out some cash because I wanted to get one more page from Gordon Purcell. Yep. Um, and I had limited funds. Like I got a little over that to keep myself on the budget. And not many sellers have like a square connected to a phone. Right. Which I was sort of surprised by because I feel like at the other places we've been, people had squares. Yeah. Like the bigger cons, I feel in, were, in Minnesota. It's uh, worth it for them to to have a square. Yeah. There were um some really cool like 60s X-Men issues that we ran across. And, and some yeah. of them at reasonable prices. Like there was one where we we're like, why is this one $125? Like, I, I don't know why this one, but the others were like 40. Right. So uh, that was pretty cool just to see those. Um, what In was that? Wild. We saw the first appearance of Moon Knight that someone had displayed for like $1,100, unslabbed, ungraded, and like colored. Like a child in the past had like colored on the cover in pen. Yes. And it was still $1,100. And I'm like, that's an atrocious price. Like, I would not pay that for a damaged comic like that. And you didn't see this comic, but someone else had, like, a Nazi comic? Ew. Like, Hansi, the girl who loved the swastika. And it was like, how is this a thing? And why is it, like, up on display wall? Yeah, that was super weird. And I didn't feel great about that part. Yeah. We left um, that that corner quickly. Yeah, thankfully we saw our local comic store there. But again, I didn't know if they had card capability because they had some. I think they have conference 
or convention boxes that they pull out that are just convention boxes. They're not on the floor at the store where it was like $2 each. And I like found some silver surfers or something. And I'm like, Oh, well, this would be fun. But like, I don't know if we take card. So I didn't get that many comics. I got, we found one booth that had four for 10 and I got seven silver surfers and one of the few remaining ROM space night issues that I needed. It was the ROM with the X-Men? I think so, yeah. Because um, it looked fun. And I ran across, I, it was either there, no, it wasn't. It was a more expensive one where they had other issues. I found Power Pack issue one, which yeah. may have been the local comic. That might have been the local comic store that we go to, Comic Book College. Oh, I am yeah. only missing issue one. And like issue 58, like it's a random late issue, but issue one and it was half off, but we $17. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I have the cash. Because you were very generous and fronted me because I didn't bring anything because I wasn't anticipating getting anything. But we ran across some toys, like this really cool uh, small mom and pop toy booth. Yeah. and Or like son and mom. It seemed like. I think so. I think the generation gap works better that way. And um, at first we were drawn in because we saw Star Trek action figures. Right. There's Rescue Outfit Morph that you got. Yes. There's Red Outfit Guinan. Yep. And Hugh, the Borg. And he was like, come on back behind the booth. I have a few other Star Trek figures. And the first few were like Data with the cool arm thing, which I have. Like you can flip open his arm for a little bit. Like panel, Tarchan and Jordy, I think, was in the five dollar one. He was. Beverly was in the behind the table. But I think you have Beverly. I think I do too. Um, but Hugh Borg, Hugh was, Borg was was worth it. And then, and I, then I handed over cash, and I'm like, "Here you go. Here's the twenty bucks for the three figures." And you're and like, "Is like, that a pound puppy sheet?" And he had a pound puppy fitted sheet on a hanger just behind him. Yeah. Pound puppies. Okay, so why were you excited? Give a little context. They, I had those sheets when I was small. And you're like, it's a pound puppy sheet. And he got it off the hanger. He's like, it says 10, I'll give it to you for five. And I'm like, here's five bucks. Like, because he make my man happy. Yeah. He was like, it made me happy that it's bringing you joy. And so I'm giving it to you for half off. Because he found his childhood sheets at a different con and his kid was there. And who's like three and he's like, finally, my kid can use the same sheet, like same pattern that yeah. I had because I lost my childhood sheets, but I found them at a con. Now he gets them. And he's he was excited for them. Yeah. So I'm really excited that you're happy about this pound puppy sheet. Yeah. His, I mean, his three-year-old was also cosplaying as Captain America. Yes. So really cool. And we saw him later on bringing him around to surrounding booths. Like, yes. you want to meet Captain America? So <laughs> I feel that child was living his best life. Yes. Um, so you found a pound puppy sheet. Which then... It okay, compelled so, a search. Yeah. So... Okay. We, we that was there. our first That was our first stop of the day. We got our cheese... We got the cheese curds. Yes. We technically third stop of the day because we got coffee. Oh, we got a bird bath from my dad. The fourth stop, then we tried. We stopped to get cash. Oh yeah, it was a comedy of errors in the morning. Asta did not want to go back in her house at all. She did not. She's like, I'll take this treat and run. Yes, <laughs> and you're yeah. not quite used to the entrapment that I do 
where it's no. like, here's a treat. And I extend my arm as far as I can into the house. So she goes and I swing the door with the other hand. Because Nick and Nora, they go in and they focus on eating and they don't care what happens. To oh, the door. no. Asta Asta has an eye on the door. Yes. And Which, she's like, I'll take this treat and run because you were silly, dad, and you did not put it far enough inside. Twice. That twice. happened twice to the point where I was like stomping in frustration. I'm like, come on. And she, I think she grunted at least once at us. Yeah, she did. She's a very vocal one. We've covered those. Trying to get her out from under the dining room table. So. You don't was, experience that as much as I do. No. On I, a daily basis, she grunts at me. I mean, I was close to getting the broom. Oh. She would not move from behind that side table and recliner. No. So that's how it started. And then we're like, we'll get coffee. And then they gave two hot coffees instead of your iced one. I am such a stereotypical gay. I can only do iced coffee. I detest hot coffee. So they gave it hot. And you're like, do you want me to go back and say, I'm like, no. Because like, yeah, they could have ordered it. And then like, while they were making it, maybe gone across the street to get a Care Bear lamp. We honestly just should have gone back in and said, give us a cup with ice. Oh, It would have been fine. That's true. In hindsight. Yeah. Because that's what I did this morning because I'm like, I'll just put it in the fridge when we eventually get back home. Yeah. Which was like 10 hours in the future. 12 hours in the future. <laughs> so we get asked in. We get coffee. Um, we go what? Because I have a Wells Fargo account. And like Speedways have Wells Fargo ATMs. Apparently that exclusivity is not everywhere because it was not. So I still had to pay the damn fee. Because first we were going to stop at a Wells Fargo branch. I'm like, let's just go to a gas station. Because it's not, and both of them were like not that far for the bird path. Yeah. So, so we got cash. I paid an ATM fee. I got caffeine in the form of mellow yellow. I got some snacks and I had to run to the car because my wallet was in the sweatshirt. We the were car. such a fucking hot mess in the morning. It was not our best moment. So what? Uh, but we okay. get the, we, we got get... the bird bath, which is beautiful for your dad's birthday. That worked out well. And there were not many people there, which normally we saw no other customers. It's a it's a small locally owned business. We love going there because there's like a big garden center that is like some distant cousin or whatever. Yes. So but the the one that we go like to go to, like the grandmother was always super nice when I was smaller going there with the family. And it's where the mom and aunt get the cemetery box flowers. Yes, because your family's tradition is flower boxes for the ancestors. For Memorial Day. So, um, and they've been super nice. Like even during the pandemic when I was ridiculous and ordering like the three by three pots and little nasturtium. Oh yeah, they're super responsive on Facebook and like, yep, we'll be open like this limited amount of time. Yeah. Swing on by. Like they're, I feel bad about starting things from seed because- like otherwise I'd be getting it from them and giving them more business. Mm. But we gave them some business with that bird bath. Yes. And it's super cute. And then we went to the comic show and it was fairly easy to get to at least. Yeah. It was right off of the highway. Um, so easy to get to. Um, and we got a, a little roundabout way is easier once we just drove out to get to the highway because there's a straight shot to oh, the yeah. highway apparently i don't because know because the vocal directions from google didn't match the visual the visual so so it was fine we just went around this sports complex and got back on the road yep 
And on the way back, we got a composter. We got a composter made from recycled materials. So it's a big composter so we can just like chuck things in there. Yes. It'll, it'll be, be great for the bun litter and stuff. Bun litter, like a let some layers of leaves, the kitchen scraps. Like, yeah. I need to print out the PDFs because it shows. I love my the layer. I love the buns. I love plants. I love the X Men. And I love composting. Yes. So it'll be fun to actually like get it to work out. Um, so yeah, that was surprisingly easy. And we found out that other counties around us have sales. Yeah. Because at some point when your house gets gutters, it'll be fun to get rain barrels or yeah. like accumulate rain barrels for you. Yeah. And then um we had to pick up trees, you know, my tree order. Yeah. Um, which last year, did we cover this in the podcast last episode? The uh, I don't know county soil and water district sale yeah and last year you had to go because i had to work that day (laughs) and And it was an adventure uh, i we did talk about this where the person shouted like i hope your trees die not at at me no but but the person who budged but you were in that traffic line for two hours to pick up little seedling trees and like dear listener when you think of little seedling trees you may think of like little things with branches and like three feet tall, but no, these are like They're one twigs. foot sticks and maybe not even in a bucket. They're in a little trash bag. Yes. So this year, no line. We drove right up because we were like, we are ready for a line. And we were like, we're on the schedule. You know, we're going to get up to your parents because it's like two hours, give yeah. or take. Yeah. From that point. So we're like, okay, we're going to sit in this traffic line. We didn't. We pulled right up. They're like, oh, yeah, here are your trees. Bye. Um, yeah. We went to a thrift store. Got more towels for the bun buns. And sheets so that we can line their houses because Nick loves to dig and digging makes holes. Um, and I found the first Spider-Man from 2002 on VHS. The bonus content is the music video for Hero by Chad Kroger. Of Nickelback fame? Of Nickelback fame um, for 50 cents. I, how could I not? <laughs> and I mean. and then we stopped at the house, dropped stuff off, made a sandwich <laughs> for the road, um, hit the road, stopped at a grocery store. Like, this is all happening in one day, and I can't believe it was all in one day. We had to get ice cream for your dad's birthday. But the North Branch Country Market has an excellent ice Shout cream selection. Shout out North Branch, Minnesota, your, your country market. Wow. They had the Tillamook ice creams, which are really good. Yeah, from out in Washington. Um, and with the vanilla bean. Yep. Which is the best one when you have chocolate cake. And then, it, like, you were, like, I got my ice cream. I'm going, and I'm, like, still looking at the cases. And I'm, like, they have the really good ice cream sandwiches that are at the local baseball arena, yeah. stadium. I don't know where the fuck baseball happens. An arena, a stadium, a coliseum, whatever. Um <laughs> But they're it's in Lower Town. There are a bunch of really great ice cream sandwiches. Um, we found a little stuffed avocado super for the soft. nephew, um, which was super cheap. It's very cute. Um, and then on once we got to the interstate, you started looking up the other yeah creatures, and they had a bun bun and they like do. other food, but for twice the price. Yeah, so we're gonna go back there for ice cream and to stock up on future gifts. Yeah, we're gonna come prepared with the cooler and yep. those like green blue ice things. Yep, 
stock up. Maybe stop at the winery on the way back. Yeah. So uh, then we swung up to your parents. We were up there for a few hours, came back. Move some blue blackberries yeah. like you do. Oh, wait, we I can't skip past. So the, the, the pound puppy sheets, you're like, well, we're going up to my parents. I would love to find my childhood sheets. I know that they're there. Because there's pound puppies and Matthew Mallard, which apparently isn't actually Matthew Mallard. No, you. I think Matthew Mallard is just something that your family made up. No, it's a book. Okay. But it's like a more realistic Mallard looking duck. So Matthew. you were like, I want my Matthew Mallard sheets. Because there's a little duckling on it that looks like a, ma- a Mallard. Yes. So that's why they were my Matthew Mallard sheets. So um, we found them after we, a great big search through bins of junk. And there's just a lot of stuff at my parents that needs to be on. Which we're, we're planning on helping them out. Happy anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> you get one day of our labor. Yeah. And our logistical expertise. Yes. And we will we will liberate this room for you from all the junk. Yes. But we found so much stuff. We found anatomical bear. Anatomical <laughs> bear. So it was a Christmas present. And he's got like a little drummer outfit with yes. a hat and a drum. And I learned the word butt with two T's. And apparently that's not a word. So like to get around that, I wrote butt on his butt in Sharpie. Yep. And then you and started then to make it better. I was like, oh wait, I need to I need to write other stuff. So there's back, there's head. Was there back? There's head. There's hat. There's hat. Which is an anatomical feature. Yes. Hat. And some other stuff that I we can't decipher. Yeah. And my name. Yes. So this was at least after second grade because it's incursive. It is incursive. So I mean, but isn't incursive, but your name is. Yeah. Um, so you uh, destroyed this bear when you were young, and here it is, and 2023. We, we found the Easter bunny. She's got like a little Easter egg thing on her side. Oh yeah. And my teddy bear. We found all your stuffies except I- for soup. Soup, which is a little yellow dog with brown ears. Grandma Dorothy sewed the ear. Oh, when it was coming undone, and one of my grandparents was got it for me when I was still in an incubator. Yeah, because you're a preemie. And my lungs were not quite ready for the world. So you've had soup your entire life. We need to find soup. Yes. I don't know where he went. We'll find him. So we came back with sheets for the buns. We came back with sheets for me. Yeah. There may or may not be a project involving the pound puppy sheet. Yeah. So it was a very productive, but very full day yesterday. Yes. And today the buns have had their nails trimmed. Nick is once again aggressive because apparently anytime we go near a strange bunny scent, he gets super aggressive. Yeah. He's been chasing Nora, who is sheltering by us right now. She's Yeah, she's by the coffee table. Because we both shout at Nick. So if that happens during this podcast, just bear with it. We're sorry for blowing your ears out. We'll try not to shout at the microphone. You know, when people have small children and the small child is getting in trouble and the parent is like, full first name, full middle name, full last name, you stop that. Yes. So, dear listener, we do that with Nicholas. Yes. I mean, it's not even like Buster Brown level. Yeah. It is Nicholas L.L. Bunny Rabbit. Yes. It's his full name. He responds. He stops in his tracks. He recognizes that he's being a shit. Yes. So he is on the other side of the room. Behind the bike tire. Yep. On his little green carpet square. That he poops on. That he poops. That's just, that's him. Um, 
And also you started Alpha Flight. Finally, we we sort of teased it. I I'm appreciating North Star more than just you, being a you read the first two issues. Yes. To clarify, he, you you got into the first two issues last night. He's night. like, I don't even like you, but I'm still a part of this team. Yes. And oh Puck and Sasquatch are fighting. <laughs> fight, fight, fight as <laughs> Guardian, no, Vindicator tries to separate them. Yeah. So that's fun. I enjoyed it. I yes. want to know more about Snowbird. So I'm I was very gratified when you told me that there's You'd, more information oh, yes. about her coming. Yes. And her mother. And her mother. Mother has so, not arrived because she has been somehow trapped from human yeah. knowledge. Do did I put the app for other comics on your tablet? I think so. Chunky. I read some of the Herculeses where there's like the Hercules okay. funeral. Yeah. And all the ladies are like, he was such a good lover. And I know some of you boys know that too. <laughs> and North Star's like, oh, look at the time, gotta go. So um I'll have to, I really need to test that external hard drive that wasn't recognized that has all of my electronic comics on it. Oh, yeah. I really hope it still works because that's how I transfer it to that app. It's true. The Chunky app that can read the comic files. Oh, this one is Comic Cat. Oh, yes. That's the one I found that works for you. Same principle. Um, So, yeah, I have apparently from 15, Issue 51 onwards for Alpha Flight currently on my tablet. Okay. So I got up that far. I do not remember where I left off at all. But you do remember where you left off with X Factor because these are new issues for you. Yes, I was really excited. We're doing issues 213, 214, and 215. And um, we don't really have a story arc, Mm-mm. which is really fun. You so you're, you're appreciating the sort of cleanup from before and bottle issues. Yeah, um, the first one we're getting into is Darwin. Darwin. Uh, it's, it's the it's the cleanup episode or issue after the Las Vegas stuff with Hella. Yes, yeah, so he has death in his eyes. He does. It's a little skull. So on the the page, it's like. It's the recap picture of Maddox asking Darwin if he's okay. And Darwin being like, I'm fine. Maddox is like, are you sure? And Darwin says, dead sure, with the little skulls mm-hmm. in a close-up. So previously on, our whole universe was in a hot, dense state. Then nearly 14 billion years ago, expansion started way too far back. Last issue, much better. X-Factor went head-to-head with Hela, Norse goddess of the underworld, and her forces in order to free that cosmic teleporting fun lover Pip the Troll from her clutches. The events culminated in a throwdown between Hela and Darwin in which his astounding evolutionary powers enabled him to survive, but possibly at great personal cost. Also, in the course of battle, an encounter with the Asgardian wolf prince Hrimhari revealed to Shatterstar that Hrimhari was the true father of Rain's child. Meanwhile, back in New York, an odd visit to the doctor has caused Victor to start to figure out for himself that Rain's baby may well be more than it appears to be. Darwin is at the poker table, or whatever card game this is. Yes. He's betting with this dude. The dude is like, oh, you called? I'll I'll agree, or whatever you do in poker. 
if you trash talking because darwin went all in yes and he's like okay i'll do it too but you have to take off your sunglasses and And the dealer's like you don't have to and darwin's like okay and he calls darwin boy yeah um and he takes his shades off and this guy's reaction is to pull a gun and shoot him immediately yeah and uh, the explanation is like he's death how can't you see death in his eyes and there's like the view of the table with yep. some smoke coming up because darwin is on the S- floor smoldering. but then he gets back up and he's like are you calling me or not and, and the guy's like ah and everyone runs yeah it's an ER. and darwin had a full house mm-hmm. sure he did yeah, that's what that means. Three aces and two eights. Okay. Those dudes running and Darwin gets there and he's like, I hear the screaming of your victims. You need to go to the police and confess. Like, now. And otherwise. And this is a close-up with many, many skulls in yeah. his eyes. There's a brawl. There's poker chips flying. And um, Madrox is like, hold back. Like, it takes three dupes to pull Darwin off this guy. And, um, the we learn that the guy turned himself in a bunch of unsolved murders are now solved. Madrox is like, you should, we really should get credit for this, but we should send them a bill. Yeah. And he's talking with Darwin, and like, Darwin's not having it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Darwin is like this wasn't according to plan like I uh, it worked out for the team in the long run but I've suffered some harm and I need to figure what this means yeah like I it was too much for me that's great that you think that the last mission was a success for me not quite like it was your plan I it was see to your yeah. pants dealing fight for our lives and it worked but i need to figure this out for myself and he hands back in his badge with a gps tracker which is how madrox found him this yep. morning and he's like i'm i'm going and madrox is like i really can't prevent you like, like respecting your decision yep we're here for you whenever you come back um but it's not like take yeah. your time and we cut to uh, headquarters where he's explaining this. And Terry is not into it. Yeah. Um, you just let him go. Are you kidding me? And she's like, he's hurting. He's be part of the team. And Layla's like, oh, but you wouldn't know anything about needing to be alone for a while, right, Teresa? Yeah. And Terry's response, no one asked you, Layla, in the little text bubble with the icicles coming down off of yeah. it. Yeah. I love a good icicle Mood. text bubble. And Terry's like, did you tell him that he should be with friends that were here for him? And Maddox is like, yeah, I did. What else you got? Like, what else should I have said? Mm-hmm. And Maddox sort of takes his heart. He goes off. Yeah. Blame me for this. Blame me for that. I get that I'm a bad leader. Yeah. And Pip just shows up and is like, 
you need a drink. Yeah. Unexpected. No one really expected Pip to be there. No. And uh, Strong Guy is like, where'd you get the suit? And he's like, I mugged Peter Dinklage. <laughs> looks good, right? <laughs> and Strong Guy's like, it actually does. <laughs> so uh, Pip is so uninvited to this. Like, he is just, he's having a beer too. Just chilling, like, trying to have a report. And the team is like... You teleported as soon as we finished. Yeah. Like, you just left us. <laughs> and we thought this would be the last we'd seen of you. Yeah. And he's like, I used to be cosmic. I used to be royalty. There's like a little bit of honor with me. And I need, okay, so I need to read Warlock in the Infinity Watch. Is that where Pip is? Yes. Because I got reminded by issue one of Warlock Rebirth, where Pip is currently in current comics. Oh. Where he was part of the Infinity Watch. I don't know what gem he had, but oh. I think I think this might have been like Marvel's Power Rangers. They each have a little gem. They oh. each have a little power. Maybe it's like Captain Planet. That's fun. But with infinity gems, I don't know. Maybe that should be my next read. Oh. Now that I've read ahead in Avengers to get ahead of where the Avenging Hour is. Oh. Nice. I think it's going to, I'm reading something cosmic next. You, you're into the cosmic. Things, I know. I feel right so now. anyway, Pip give, alludes to that. Maybe yeah. I'll figure out what he means by reading. It's a little bit of me of that still cosmic, therefore I know where people are. And Menos um, is like, okay, let me talk to myself so you see if you can hang out in the hallway. And Pip is in the hallway drinking, and he's like, what the? He goes back into the room, and Shadowstar has teleported everyone back home. <laughs> and Menos is like, you know they're going to bill us, right? Yeah, because they straight up probably wrecked that room. And Monet is just on the roof sunbathing. Well, to be fair, Strong Guy booked the room saying that they were the new Avengers. Yes. So new Avengers will be footing the Yeah. Um, but you're right. Monet is sunbathing on the roof. She's like, oh, you're back. Yeah. <laughs> However, did we manage without you? Some repartee, yep. as one would expect. And she's like, where's Darwin? And Manos is like, he needs some time. He'll be back. Everything's okay. And Monet, in, with an iconic line, never confuse mild interest with worry. <laughs> so Terry has since come around to it. She recognized that you can't force someone to stay part of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... And then they're going to go in from the roof access and Pip the Troll slams the door right into Jamie's face. So Jamie, as he's reaching for the handle, be like, it could be worse. We could have come back with Pip. Can you imagine what he would bring to the table? And there's a big wham as the door hits Jamie in the face. And we find out that Pip can teleport. Yeah. He can know where people are. And I love that in this aerial shot of the roof, that... (laughs) There are two Jamies because the impact of the door caused him to create a dupe. Yeah, and they're both sprawled on the ground. Yes. And Shatterstar is like, I need to locate Richter immediately. He has to know about rain. And Longshot's like, it's going to rain, but it looks perfectly fine out. He's such a fucking dumb blonde. And Strong Guy like puts him in a headlock and is like, you're so freaking foolish. Sometimes it's embarrassing. And, and if Strong Guy's saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Pip sees Monet and he's like, hello, nurse. And she's like, 
Oh. Get, if you say one more thing to me, I'm going to throw you off the roof. So Shashnar goes in looking for Richter. He finds Richter in like a sea of empty alcohol cans. Yeah. Richter's having feelings. And he's like the baby. The doctor said the baby was mystical. Do I look mystical to you? And it's very like he's back in his like self-pity dip. Yeah. Sorry, I was waving at Nora. She woke up and yawned and was very cute. Oh, because she was such a loaf. It's okay if you want to come cuddle. We always try to make her cuddle. Dear listener, she has an standing invitation and she will never... Take us up on it. No. But she will take from the hay bag near us. Yes. Um, So this room apparently stinks like a distillery and Terry is like, "The the smell of this room may count as me falling off the wagon. Yeah. And Shatterstar breaks the news um, that you're not, Richard's not the father. And I'm just like, yeah, I know. When we left the doctor's office, we got a cab and I turned around and she was gone. And Strong Guy's like, yeah, she's having a baby with some guy named Humana Humana. And Longshot's like, I thought it was Harry Harry. <laughs> and <laughs> Terry, <laughs> it's him, Harry, you bozos. <laughs> And Richter recognizes the name. He's like, he's the wolf god. Yeah. And Longshot, don't feel so bad. She dumped you for a god. Gods are brutal competition. I bet Shatterstar would dump you for a god the way he was looking at Thor. <laughs> and he's like, what? Did I say something wrong? And Shatterstar's like, pick anything. Yeah. All of it. Um. So uh, Richter is just, the core of why he's upset is that Rain lied to him. And Layla's like, no, she didn't. I think she straight up did. I think she did. She, yeah, Rain, it, because Layla's was like, you heard what you wanted to hear, or she said... Maybe she thought what you needed to hear. Yeah, and it's like, no, she actually just said, like, I, I wasn't with anyone nine months ago. Right. Which we'll get to. Like, there's an answer for that coming and, soon. But it's still, even with that new information... Still a lie. Richard's like, come on, Layla. Yeah. What does that even mean? And she's like, it means you can't leave it like this. Isn't that right, Shatterstar? And he agrees. And Richard's like, why are you agreeing with her? And Shatterstar is a team player. Yeah. And not only because he wants to bang everyone on the team, but whatever else Rain is, she's scared. And she chose to come to us as a safe haven. We have to honor that even if we don't like her methods. Yep. And Richter's like, how would I even find her? And then we see Pip the Trophy being thrown off. The yeah, he is uh, passing by that window. Ah! <laughs> and a thud, and Jamie says, we got it covered. Um, they know where Rain is, probably because she has a belt buckle on, too, or something. Well, because Pip knows. Oh. And Pip can teleport. Oh. That, yeah. That's what Jamie meant with, he, we've got it covered. So uh, she's in Central Park by At the Bethesda Fountain. Yeah, she's just chilling, and Richter walks up. So the queer folks in the audience, like part of our like significant pieces of art, is Angels in America, which um, you you love that. I have yet to watch it. It's it's like just canon. It's just one of our things. Yeah, and that's the fountain that is identifiable in the background here. So and it is cool. Like the art, you, we get the reflection of rain mm-hmm. and the thought bubbles of 
blah, blah, blah. Things are being more than we can handle. I think humanity's natural state is to be in over our head. And there's like a ripple image of Richter next to Reince. It's well done art. And she's like, are you hungover? And he said, working on it. So he's still drunk. Because she shouts it. And he's like, can you not? <laughs> um, and they have a really good chat. Yes. It's really going back to the whole like, did you make me? There's a lot of religion. There's a lot of religious stuff bound up with rain. And she said, you know, I've done so many bad things that I'm going to hell. I thought if I could save you from going to hell, at least I'll still be doing something good. Like I'm irredeemable. So if I'm going to try and yeah. save a soul, it might as well be yours. And uh, and there's there are some funny moments. Like yeah. Rain's like, how did you find me? And Richter says, through a troll. And Rain thinks it's the internet troll. And we're just like, oh, never mind. And we get the answer about pregnancy. She and Rim yes. Hari were like doing it wolf style. And, and he's part wolf and I'm part wolf. And gestation, a wolf's gestation period is about two months, not nine. So things are sort of progressing really more quickly. quickly. And uh, Richter, when they get to the saving his soul part, he's like, brah, ha, 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 ha. Um, which is uh, honestly a, a gay reaction. It's true. You were worried that you leaving turned me gay. And so you figured you could bring me back to your team by putting yourself and the baby between Star and me. And she's like, well, when you say it out loud, yes, I guess that is kind of dumb. Mm. And they have a nice moment where like, Richard's like, when I was on the ledge, you were the one that was concerned about my soul. Like you are still concerned. Yep. And... And he, you know, like putting this, you creating this situation wasn't. Oh no, sorry. Him keeping it in his queerness for so long, it wasn't fair to anyone, not to you, not to Shadowstar, not to me. And now you've got bigger things to worry about. Let's mm -hmm. just go home. We can all take turns being the dads and the, the weird aunts, and the girls can be the weird aunts. <laughs> weird Aunt Layla. I like it. By the way, did she have a growth spurt while I was gone? <laughs> she looks about five years older. Yes. And the last scene we get in this issue is Pip the Troll picking up the phone. He's there with a purpose. Someone He's has, a double agent. Yep, someone has dispatched him. And that's it. And we don't, we're not going to hear anything more this episode about basically any of that. No. Um, the next issue is a very... Old West one with Darwin. It's a solo yeah. adventure with Darwin. The cover preview has him with like a hat and this, there's some dude that he had just shot. Like a duel. And there's cacti. There's then there's an ad for Age of X. The X oh, you never existed. Oh, you get you're getting that. I don't have that in my definitely not bootleg copies on <laughs> absolutely not bootlegged at um, all. But the cactus, I just want to say for the Avenging Hour who listen, none of these cacti are the villain cactus, unfortunately. Oh, but there is there's a there's villain. a plot point involving a cactus. Yes. But it's not it's not the Avengers villain cactus. Wait, there's an Avengers villain named Cactus. He's a cactus. Really? Yep. So fun fact, I enjoyed Digimon. And I okay. really liked the plant one. And then she digivolved into a big cactus with boxing gloves. Mm. And she would lay the smackdown on people. Oh. 
And then she could evolve again into Lilimon, which is like your stereotypical flower fairy, whatever. Oh. I I just liked the, like the little plant going to a cactus. Mm-hmm. I can't remember her name, but she was awesome. Okay, so you're talking about this preview that you have within the Marvel Unlimited app that's in the issue. Yes, there's Age of X, and everyone looks a little bit different. Okay. Um, there's Gambit in like a lot of armor. Rogue has a cloak. I don't know if it's Cyclops with a funky mask. Colossus is clearly not wearing a shirt, but he's got like the magic arm spikes. So oh. I don't know if he's magical. And in the character designs, Magneto looks fun. He's got like a whole side asymmetrical cape thing happening. Okay. Reaper, which I think is rogue. Gambit with a rifle. Okay. I mean, still. I don't think he needs it, but okay. Still looking hot. There's Storm and Namor, who Namor does not have a shirt. Oh, as he shouldn't. As he should. Ever. Neither does Colossus. Again, no shirt needed. With Nightmare, which is probably some version of Kitty. And then there's Cannonball and Cypher. Is this something we need to look up now? What the fuck is Age of X? I was like, probably not. But then I saw that it's with Mike Carey and Flink highly recommended it. Okay. And I think... What issues? Does it list anything? Um, January, Age of X Alpha. February, Chapter 1, X-Men Legacy, number 245. Chapter two, New Mutants 22. Oh. So it's X-Men Legacy, New Mutants, Age of X Universe. Uh, yes. This has to be collected in like a trade paperback or something. I'm sure. And there might be Monet in there. There's Warpath, I think, with the tattoo on his chest. Someone else with the metal arm. And, mm, is that Jean? Maybe. Who knows? Anyway. But there could be wings, it could be Pixie, and then someone's got, like, gargoyle wings, which might be Psylocke. I don't know. I don't know. You're also describing something in an audio medium. Where I know, but it's the, the Batwing person is very purple, so that's why I think it could be Psylocke. Okay. Um, oh, I found it. There, There's a Milestones collection. Okay. Yeah, so that's a thing. I guess it is. And I will, I'll add it to my list based on Flink's recommendation of all things Mike carry. I want, yeah, we'll have to do some searching in the unlimited app after this to see if it's collected. Which is a handy thing that it, it does. I will give Marvel Unlimited that. Like the yeah. black thing I started and apparently never finished. You never did. It's just lingering there in our, you're partway through. I know. I want to get to the scene where like Iceman is battling all these creepy demons Apparently he battles them for a long time doing wonderful things as Iceman should. Because he's an Omega. He is. Okay. Should we do our next issue? 214. Yes. The Old West issue. This one is going to go quick because it's very cut and dry. Yeah. Until the reveal at the end. Um, we see Darwin wandering the desert. And he's like, I'm so thirsty, but do I need... Do I need water? Or My body can just evolve. He and it, he didn't need it. He was desiring it. Oh, like out of habit more than anything else. Like he is like, you know, it would really hit the spot some water. And he ends up eating some a cactus. Yes. Not the cactus, but a cactus. Yes. 
Yes. He instantly seems to imagine a woman in like saloon call girl outfit. Yeah. And she's just like running. Save me, save me. And there's a big dragon. Save me from the dragon. And there's a lot of monologuing by Darwin. So a lot of his the text boxes are his internal thoughts. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's fine. But then I hear a roar and foul breath. And you can his you can smell all the smoke. And it's hell spat this thing out, which may be mm-hmm. the theme. Yep. He talks all through this battle about how his body is evolving to adapt to whatever this thing is throwing at it. Right. If you were just a plain old human, he would have been disemboweled. He wouldn't have the strength to survive being flung into a wall of rock. And I don't get this thing that they do with reptiles. They kill it by snapping its jaw all the way open. It seems gross. Yeah. And he's like cuddling this woman or not cuddling, but like trying to help her. He carries her. He's like, there's not a city for miles. And then he runs into an old west town. Okay, that's weird. Did I just fall through a time warp or something? Did I wind up in the old west? And they're like, no. There's an ATM. (laughs) It's a movie set that they just abandoned. And someone tried to make it into a amusement park. And then they left too. So now it's just like a bunch of homeless people. But they're all dressed like from the 1800s. Yeah, that part I didn't get. Um... And like they like, raided the costumes, but then they're not described. What? It's weird. Yeah. It's a weird situation that Darwin is in. And, and this made me want to try to watch Westworld again. And then I found out it's not even on HBO Max. When it was such a thing. Yeah. Apparently they did it with some of their properties. They just like licensed them out to Voodoo where you have to pay for it. And things like to that. unload some properties, why don't they just donate Sesame Street back to the children's workshop? For or real. Whatever? Anyway, um, he's carrying this woman and she's like, okay, bye. I'm totally fine. And uh, then she kisses him and she's like, you taste like death and like trots off. And there are all these people dressed up like the old West. And they're like, he a sheriff. We could use one. <laughs> kind of weird looking, but I like weird. And it, they're like, you need to go talk to him. And the text bubble is like, woman, did you truly think you could get away from me? And the the saloon harlot woman is like, Bella, all you want, Tear, I brought a champion with me. Yeah, so this person's name is Tear. Like, like a, a level. A love, yes. A tier. A story of a building. T-I-E-R. And Darren's like, you brought a what now? Yep. <laughs> I'm a champion? And she's like, you go in. And he tries to go in through the saloon doors and they slam shut on him. And he's, <laughs> you get him opening the doors and you get the view from his boots and like the bottom inch of the door mm-hmm. and it's wham. And then just him saying, ow. And this dude is hanging out. He just had some ribs. He is super messy because there's alcohol all over that table. He's also drinking from a cracked mug. Oh, so that probably leaks. Yeah. And he's like, they banter back and forth about how Darwin can adapt and Oh, you got, you're here to take me down. Yeah. Blah, 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 machismo. Blah, blah. You learn quickly. And this dude, Han Solo's him, like pulls out a gun and shoots him. Underneath the table. table. Which brings up the whole who shot first. 
which apparently is a thing. It is. And then he's like, oh, you should know better to pull that on someone. And the dude shoots his head off, Darwin's head off. Yeah, I mean. and then Darwin's head appears in his tum-tum and moves its way up. With a sheesh onomatopoeia. Yeah. Sheesh, for all those listening, is the sound of your head going from your tum-tum to where it belongs on top of your neck. Yes. Um, and they're apparently the woman is mankind's whore. Like there's the some whore of Babylon. Maybe it's weird. Uh, yeah. Also, I didn't says that. That's not a not a thing. I didn't entirely get a lot of what he's saying. I, it's some sort of mystical bullshit. Yes. Is this the gist? Okay. And it's dear listener, it's sort of odd. Like you should be dead. Let me see your eyes. And Darwin's like, I can evolve. And he's like, that means nothing here. Your eyes. You're a death bringer. And do you think it, you're going to bring death to me? It's just bizarre. And then he... This is this like is a staging area and not just a random abandoned town. Yeah, he admits he's like the beast as in like the biblical 666 beast. Or that it's coming, the apocalypse is coming, because when he brings up apocalypse, Darwin's like, oh, that guy? And he's like, oh, no, that's just a tease. Like, you all can defeat that apocalypse and his horsemen. The real thing, you don't stand a chance. And he brings out these guns. It's very Winona Earp. I never saw that. Folks who saw the sci-fi original series, which is decent. I enjoyed it. And they're going to have a duel. Yes. And it's a shootout. There's three pistols. So they each pick one. And they go outside and suddenly it's daytime and not nighttime anymore. And there's some tr- Western tropes. The wind has now picked up. So, of course, there's some dust clouds. And these guns are apparently super, super powered. Like, if you shot God, it would make him bleed. Yes. And Darwin's like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And the other good dude is like, is it? And Darwin at this point is like, this is all imaginary. This yeah. Is all in my head. I this is from some bad cactus that I punched on. Yeah. It's like Darwin, haven't you figured out that you're immortal? Humans, even superior ones, aren't designed for that gift. They need to be grounded, anchored. Immortality cuts that anchor chain. And uh, you probably you'll just drift through existence watching everyone around you die. It'll drive you mad. Um, and you'll want a world that can give you peace. And Darwin's like, let's just shoot. And he's like, the this dude is like, I oh, remember you now. I recognized you. You knew my mother. And he's like, Darwin's like, wait, who's your mother? And he's the dude is like Rain Sinclair. And Darwin, Darwin's like, what? And then he gets shot. And he goes down and uh, He's bleeding all over the place and he sees highly reflective blood as as function. And the dude says, we're coming, boy. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. And the harlot shows up. Too bad. I thought you might be the one to prevent it. Maybe he can, but he'll have to before the floodwaters rise. Otherwise, like they say in the movies, that's a wrap. And that's like another townsperson. And it fades to black. And then they're some raindrops and darwin wakes up it's raining he has his gun by the side his side a satchel was supporting his head and he says rain and that's the issue yeah 
So he had this weird cactus trip and came out of it with a gun. Yeah, which means part of it was real. And I feel this is Peter David seeding something. Up. Yeah. Yes. Oh, because you've only read these have... issues. You haven't finished the whole thing yet. Nope. Oh, I will try not to spoil things for you and the dear listeners. So, I mean, this is the first set of issues that I have not read. Well, we should hurry through, well, not hurry, but we should get through the next one then. 215. 215. Which again is a limited scope sort of issue. Yes. We only get Mad Rocks and Layla. It's a case. Yep. We open with a woman, we presume a woman. And dear listener, sharp nails. Like typically, we don't do the previously on for issues two and three when we do these three Mm. issue arcs. But even if we did, it's three lines. It gives you nothing. There's, we are clearly in a wrap up moment bottle issue. Yeah. And yeah, it's Maddox starting it off saying, I gave the team the night off. It seems so straightforward, this case. I didn't think I would need them. And now the only thing that's open and shut might be the lid of my coffin. The issue is called Stakeout. So we think it's about vampires. Oh, We're it, getting... ab- it absolutely is because the T's look like stakes that yes. could be wielded by Buffy. And uh, the long nails are being scraped across his face in this preview image. But then we flash to earlier in the day. And they're meeting with a woman whose father recently died. She's talking about this other woman, her stepmother, who she suspects had a hand in her father's death. That it wasn't just like a random vampire thing, because apparently there was a spate of vampire killings in the city in whatever event is happening around this. I think this is around the time that Jubilee was a vampire. Oh, good for her. I think so. Oh, with... And Shogo is a baby, and she saw, or Shogo saw Jubilee feeding off of Chamber, and Shogo freaked out, and Husk was there, and Husk's face was coming undone. When did you read this? We didn't. It was when we were hanging out. No, when did you read this? It was when we were talking, that thing at Gambit Brewing, with the Uncanny Experience people, and they were some of the issues of- And you were leafing through. Yes, I was leafing through, okay. and Husk was being helpful in doing dishes because Jubilee is a slob. Okay. And Chamber... You apparently read, like, an entire issue. I did, and you were judging me for reading an issue when we had a social event. <laughs> wow. But it was fine, because now I can talk about it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, There's this... a spate of vampire feedings happening. Yeah, Jubilee was a vampire. Monet and M-Plate had become a thing, so she was also an, a different kind of vampire. Hmm. And Chamber was there to be helpful. And he did a lot of babysitting. And Husk apparently was not quite in her right mind. But she was there being helpful. So anyway, this woman is like, it wasn't just a vampire killing. My stepmom probably did something. And Layla shows up because it was just Maddox talking with her. And Maddox wasn't very good at being like, here's the... Yeah. We're on your side. She's like, you're taking... Whose side are you on? Mm-hmm. And Layla has to be like. <laughs> she's like, I'm the head of X Factor Investigations. She's doing damage control. Yes. And she's like, thank you, Layla. And she sort of explains more. It was just 
my dad and I and my mom coming over from Ethiopia. And then my mom died. It was just us. And now it's that other woman. We, which then we cut to that other woman talking with also Madrox in the the back back of a limo. And she's like, she's always hated me. She thinks I only cared about her father for the money. And (laughs) this Madrox is doing the same thing as the other Madrox. With all due respect, you are considerably younger than he was. (laughs) And she's like, that's hardly a crime. And he's like, true, but murdering someone is. And she goes off and like, the police already ruled on who the murderer was, a vampire, during that entire business when those creatures were just everywhere. I checked up on you, like, this should be fine. Or we checked up on you, supernatural element is probably why the daughter called you, Adina. And so... I don't know. And these she, are not good at their job. No, and she's like, I've tried to consider her feelings. I've moved to a hotel to give her space during this time. And Layla sort of gets it when um, we flash back to Adina and she's like, everything is just too convenient. They were married so close before him dying and he she inherited everything. So when Maddox is like, she let you keep the condo on the west side. Yeah. <laughs> Adina's like, can you explain that to him? That, and Layla finishes, that letting you keep something that should rightfully have been yours is insulting. And she has to translate that for Madrox. Mm. We go back to the limo. Um, and uh, the stepmother, Carla, is like, I'm talking to you freely. I want something in return. And she wants to basically just pass a message on. Right. Try to encourage Adina to be more understanding yep. that she loved the husband. Um, and make her listen. Yeah. I believe this is your stop. And he gets out. And he, he's a dupe. He is a dupe. And Madrox is, well, the dupe is like, you know, when as expected, you'll find out everything when you reabsorb me. And Mandrox's text bubble is like, finally, there is a dupe that's not being weird. The, this dupe understands what's supposed to happen right up until the dupe sweeps Layla off her feet. And is holding her and is like, and you, you ravishing thing. I can't keep my hands off you anymore. And she's like, that's un- understandable. And he says, marry me. And she says, okie doke. And she's smiling. Yeah. And wow. And Madrox Prime is like, and we're reabsorbing this guy real quick. And he, before As he's reabsorbed, he says, register us at the M&M store. Call me. Yeah. And <laughs> she's like, you could have timed that absorption a little bit better unless you meant it that way. Because <laughs> she fell flat on her ass. Yes. And after that romantic proposal, too. And Maddox was like, that isn't a real proposal. And she's like, it felt real. Like, I was literally out of my mind. And she's like, no, your dupes represent pieces of your personality, which means it was on your mind. Would it be ghost-ass Terry to be my maid of honor? (laughs) And she wanders away, like, skips away, being like, I'm getting married. Yes. (laughs) And we get some text bubbles with some scenery of a building where Maddox just never knows what Layla's deal is, where she's coming from. 
the whole trip over to the morgue, she's like, you're my fiance. Doesn't mean it though. I think she doesn't mean it. And the person at the morgue is like, yep, definitely vampire, fang marks, blood drained, and but no saliva around the punctures, no dead tissues. And the mortician's like, that is kind of weird. Yeah. Can there, like of the th- weird things about being killed by a vampire, apparently the lack of saliva or dead tissue mm-hmm. yeah. is an oddity. I can see that. Not the murder by vampire. No. Um, so so yeah. it, it brings it basically back to a random vampire attack, but Layla's like, maybe. And, and uh, Madrox is tired of her bullshit. He's like, it was cute when you were little that you were like uh, coy and being like, well, maybe. I know stuff. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? It's getting real fucking old. The charm is fading. Yep. And they go back and forth. He grabs her, which is not great. No. Like, you should not be hurting your teammates. And a police officer is like, is there a problem here, miss? And she's like, no problem, officer. I kind of like it when my fiance gets a little rough. Like, oh. Yeah. And um, so, so he explains, like, if I tell you everything I know, then you would have to do certain things, and there goes free will. Yeah. Don't you get that? Like, Leila's whole thing is, it sucks that I know what I know, because it means that I have no choice in, in mm. these matters. Yeah. Um, and she's like, no, of course you don't understand. Come on. And, and he's like, where are we going? They're she's going- like, on a stakeout, you idiot. Yeah. And they're on a stakeout of Adina, the daughter. Yes. And uh, they're just sitting around. And during this time, while they're waiting, Layla is like, um, the first, like, when uh, you asked me to marry you, that was the first time I've been happy in a year. And there's a lot of dialogue around here where it's going back to the whole, like, you hung out with Dr. Doom for a year and yeah. And she's like, I did it because I needed to learn things that I know I'll need. Yeah. And Mandrax can't deal with the vague. No. He has issues with it. So she's like, look through the binoculars. And he's like, for someone that is having trouble sleeping, she's sleeping pretty soundly. And then, like, Adina is this horrible vampire thing. Yeah. And because they're still talking, and Layla's like, look. And Mandrax is like, it's just, I want to trust you. And she, no, she's like, look, through the binoculars, look, do I need to sing it for you? And the art is kind of cool. It's very like blue, billowy. There's some red glowy eyes, which yeah. we stand, I stand at least. And uh, she's I- like, start the car. And he's like, look, she's climbing to the roof. And Lil's like, yeah, I can see that. Start the car. And Maddox is like, where is she? And Leila has to like twist his ear to be like. And she's like, start the fucking car. Start driving. You are so bad at this. Yes. (laughs) And Adina's like floating through the air. Like very foggy. Like it's a great look. Yeah. As as the kids these days say, I'm living for it. So we have Layla describing she's not a vampire. It's a Vandella. And, and Mandrox is like, the girl used to sing with Martha? Yes. And she's like, no dummy, a North African dream stalker, a Be- vampiric demon spirit, like a succubus. 
Because when people come, they bring more than their language and their industry, their darkest beliefs and myths also come along for the ride. And we see that the succubus goes to... Vampire thing. A Vandella. The Vandella. It goes to the hotel and is after... Oh, I forget. Carla. Carla. Um, and this Vandella is like, I should have taken you first. But she was so angry at him for betraying everything, their roots, their dreams. And her dreaming mind cried out to me in the night. How could I not answer the call? And Carla's like, my God. And she's like, no, her God. But you'll be with yours soon enough. And Maddox bursts in with some blam, 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 blam. And he shoots the Vandella out of the window. There's a dupe no that was the dupe that was the dupe so he uh, had a dupe already covering carla yes and called her as soon as it happened he's like layla call the rest of the team while we deal with this um madrox prime is down a street level with a crucifix and she's like that doesn't do anything for me like get that out here i mean it is fun to note that he selected this dupe because he had a slightly dirty dirty hairy edge to him so he was the right dupe for the job to protect Carla. Yes. And yeah, he's like, Adina, wake up. And he thought he was ready for vampires. And with the crucifix and the stake. And she's like, no. Do I look like someone who's threatened by the Christian God? As she swats the crucifix out of his hand and backhands his face. And he should have known because he was talking to Adina during the day yes there was light streaming in those windows and that didn't tell him that this is something different yeah so she's basically saying i'm doing this because adina she's crying out like her subconscious was so wounded the father insulted the memory of her mother he insulted the memory of who we are she wanted him to pay and i helped so like this vandala is totally in control and she's like, now I'll pray on you. But M- Layla comes up behind with her dupe glove. She's chanting something low under her breath. It's an incantation that um, makes this Vandela disappear. Yeah. Um, it leaves. And it's a subtle thing. Like, yeah. it's not showy. Yep. Not like that Doctor Strange. Maddox being shady, even his, in his monologuing. Yeah. And he can barely make it out. He has a glimpse of the creature in its purest form, something only hinted at when it possessed Adina. And it looks like a very cute bat. Which is then exercised. Yes. Um, Adina falls into Madrox's arm. She won't remember anything because... The possession. Yep, she's asleep. Possession's going to possess. Yep. And Layla is like, this is one of those things I needed to learn from Doom. Right. I do appreciate that anytime people are like, you're so weird. And she's like, but I have the skills. Yes. I know what to do. And Madrox is like, want to get married? And in this monologue, and totally impulsive question from the guy who has trouble deciding, I don't know what possessed me. Still, the question hangs there, and then Layla says, I don't know. Ask me later. I'm going to walk home. It's a nice night. And Maddox shouts after her, how can you not know? 
And she says, because I'm Layla Miller and I don't know stuff. Oh. Like for a bottle issue, it's so good. It is. They gave us so much um, art-wise and writing-wise. Right. The Vandala is a great... A different take on vampirism and well, yes. spirits and revenge and a great story mechanic. Yeah, yeah. Not only the not obeying by the Christian vampire rules, mm-hmm. but also that it's a being that felt someone in pain and went to use its powers to help that person. Yeah. Not like because it's inherently evil. Yep. I mean, it sort of is. It killed people. Yeah. Which is bad. But it wasn't just like out in the world. It was summoned to do something. Yes. On behalf of someone else. Um, But the character development between Madrox and Layla, because it sort of builds and adds layers to what Mm. we know about how they're going to end up together. If they will end up together, will Rain murder them? Who knows? And these three issues were a lot of character development. That's yeah. basically all it was. It's character development and possible setups. Yes. And we don't know where anything's going. No. Like, theoretically, Madrox will be more on Layla's side, maybe. Yeah. Now that he knows, like, yeah, there was some utility in you spending all that time with Doom. Yeah. Like, we are sort of on the wrong, on the same side, even if I don't still understand your deal and this thing you keep going off about free will. Mm-hmm. But we know that there's a hell component coming up. Yeah. There's the, and some end of the world shit coming. Yeah. And Darwin, like, good for him for striking out on his own and having his own adventure and getting a whole issue to himself. Yeah. So... A lot of fun. Should we do a big announcement about our summer programming? Yes, I feel like you were very excited about this. I am. We're going to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Marvel Annuals from 1993. We are going to have guests on episodes. It's our little summer break. Understanding that 30 years ago was clearly not 1993. (laughs) Um, And and (laughs) it's going to be a long summer break. There are so many annuals. And what's special about these annuals? They each introduce a new character. Some of them stick around, some of them don't. Who? uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. I'm not going to say who. I kind of want to talk about one of them, though. No. Okay, fine. I'll talk about it with Nora, who is a very boxy loaf right now, although slightly tilted to the side. And not because she's Mm. on two different levels of carpet. She's just uneven. No. And I don't know when these episodes are going to come out. We're going to record them starting in late May. Yeah. Um, And start releasing them maybe weekly, maybe more than weekly. But we love our special guests. We do. So uh, we're currently finalizing a lot of that stuff. So um i'm not gonna say who again but But in a different context um we're gonna talk about all these characters all these stories like there are things i've never read like the fuck if i have ever read punisher war zone oh so this is but this is unrelated to cosmic things right okay yeah this is uh, all about 1993 and we are reading each annual from that year far out yeah it it's going to be totally 
new har 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 30 years on um and we're gonna rate these new characters somehow rate them like she hulk and wasp rating the men of avengers no more like do you want to read more about this person do you think it's a successful introduction that sort of thing that's also a valid way of doing that yes so um look forward to that we're going to make the x-factor love stretch as long as possible um as we are really headed towards the end of the series Sort of. We, I mean, we have a There's healthy a, bit to go. True. We have like a little under 50 issues to go. And then we're just going to start investigating other things. Yeah. We're going to keep going. The X Factor investigations will continue. Yes. But maybe not with the all new X Factor. We will be investigating the X Factor of other comics. Yay. Ooh, that should be our thing. What was the fly in the ointment for that issue? Oh, that's that, kind of gross. Uh, what are some of the other things I don't know we'll, we'll figure it out well it's your ex we're gonna we're gonna workshop it okay everyone um feel free to engage with us I'm now posting calendar pages oh yeah blessed be the Instagram scheduling feature <laughs> so I can sit down and just do it all within 15 minutes on one day and it'll provide a week of content oh so um Feel free to hit us up, let us know what you think, and we will catch you next time. Be safe. Bye.